As he said many times in many parts of this nation, some men see things as they are and say why. I dream things that never were and say why not. By the time Edward Kennedy said these words at the funeral of his brother Bobby, his three older brothers were already dead. One had been President of the United States, and the other two could have been. While they were the most famous members of the family, there were others, one of whom was hidden away by her father. This is a story of glamour, delight, woe, and darkness. This is the story of the Kennedys. Blind History, the Kennedys. Now, we've done an episode on John Kennedy, who was president of the United States, famously assassinated in Dallas, Texas. But we decided to take a closer look at this family because they were remarkable. And the father of the whole lot of them, the father of all nine kids, the dynasty, effectively, was Joseph Patrick Kennedy, and he was born in 1888. He died in 1969, having had to witness some of his kids dying and some real tragedy along the way, which we'll get into. But Joseph married uh, famously Rose Fitzgerald, whose father was the mayor of Boston, and that was the beginning of the Kennedy story, the real Camelot tale that developed from there. But he was an incredible guy because he made a fortune in Bethlehem Steel, he became assistant secretary to the Navy. He was acquainted with Hollywood and refinanced several Hollywood studios. I mean, by the time the guy was 30, he was a multimillionaire. And from there, he became a leading member of the Democratic Party, the Irish Catholic community. The president, then Franklin D. Roosevelt, appointed him as first chairman of the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission. And later to the Maritime Commission, he was appointed to the position of United States Ambassador to the United Kingdom, where he famously had a weekend at Windsor with the then King and Queen and the two princesses. And their family in Britain maybe developed this fairy tale reputation. You know, this guy who was this real go-getter, this no-nonsense American Irish Catholic who just had come out of nowhere, and how he and his wife just dominated the social scene in the UK and, and gave people an idea of what the new America would look like. There are nine kids that they had, and I'll go through them briefly just so you know who we're talking about along the way. But the eldest son, Joseph, who was Joseph Jr., then there was John, who was called Jack, he became president, Rosemary, who we'll get to in a minute, Kathleen, who they called Kick, Eunice, who married Sergeant Shriver, Patricia, who they called Pat, married Lawford, Robert, Bobby, Jean, who married a Smith, and then later Edward, the youngest of them all, Ted. That's a brief overview of the family, but wow. So much to cover with the Kennedys. My co-host, Anthony Medera, the MD of Taylor Blinds and Shutters. This is one of your favorites because, my God, there's no lack of stuff to talk about here. Yeah, I love the Kennedys for good reasons, bad reasons, larger than life. Just incredible. Joe, the grandfather, could spin a story. He could really spin a story, and he knew exactly what he wanted. But his grandfather came from Ireland. So he always painted the picture in the press that they came from, they came from Ireland, and they came to America broke. 
Yeah, they came in steerage, like on one of those ships. Exactly. But what happened was his grandfather did come over because of starvation and the famine in in Ireland. And straight away, he managed to acquire the saloon in the harbor in Boston. (laughs) And none of them drank. It was all about how can I get ahead? How can I get ahead? What can I do to get ahead? Who do I need to convince, bribe? And so he used to sit in his saloon and he used to offer whiskey to all the people that used to come in and listen to all the stories. And that's how he developed it. So by the time his son was born, he'd gone a long way to definitely above middle class. Oh, yeah. And his son, which was Joe's dad, he operated Boston like Joe operated the world. Yeah. He really put Joe into all the right places. And he was the one that introduced Joe to John Fitzgerald, who was the mayor's daughter. Joe was very average in school, but he managed to get into the top schools. He was quite a good sportsman. And so he wanted to play for the Princeton first team baseball, but he wasn't that good. So his dad bribed his way in. The captain's dad was in a bad way. (laughs) So the last game of the season, they put him into the team so he could have it on his CV. So just incredible, just to give a background of the Kennedys coming from Ireland. Hmm. And what type of persona they had already. And that just drove him. You know, they, they, there's a, an ongoing discussion about American meritocracy and how that contrasts with aristocracy in Europe. And, you know, who you descended from is more important in Europe. In America, it's what you can do and who you know. But it's also about money. And I think Joe Kennedy realized that early on, which is why his first stop was to make a ton of money. And then after that, he pursued all the other ambitions. But he realized he couldn't ever be president. He was a bit of a Nazi sympathizer, certainly an apologist. Mm. He was good friends with Neville Chamberlain while he was ambassador in the UK and kept on talking about how, don't worry about this war thing and keep appeasing Hitler. Mm. Which was anti-Semitic. And anti-Semitic because, you know, Irish Catholics at that stage were by definition anti-Semitic. But he realized that what he had done during his career up to then had precluded him from running for the position of president. But he would have if he could have. Mm -hmm. And he said to himself at some point, let me make this happen for my children. And obviously the eldest son, Joseph, was being groomed for this. Joseph, a bit of a tragic character, was really good looking, really athletic. He was the apple of his father's eye. Being the eldest son, too, he had all the hopes and ambitions of his father drilled into him from an early age. He joined the military. And to cut a long story short, he was actually flying over Europe when he was killed. And that was the first of many tragedies to befall this family. He was awarded the Purple Heart, the Distinguished Flying Cross, the Navy Cross, but all of this posthumously. And that was a huge blow to Joe's ambitions for him and for his own eldest son. So he just transferred all of that to Jack. To Jack. Jack felt it. Yeah. But what drove Joe Jr. to do that stupid flight, because the war was almost over, and what happened was there was a certain area that kept hurting England in the war, where the Germans were settled on the beach in France and they kept bombing England. So they came up with a strategy to make this flying missile and then they were going to parachute out. But what happened was they didn't even know, but the Navy really sorted it out and two days before it blown up the site. But... Joe wanted to go so badly because of what happened with Jack. Jack had already won this medal yeah. when he was in the Navy. When his Peacroft sank and he saved some of his crew, Joe Jr. said to his co-pilot, we have to go. And his co-pilot said, no, 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 it's not right. I don't want to do it. And blinded by ambition, he took it. And turbulence hit the plane and they blew up in the English Channel. My God. 
We're not going to talk too much about President John F. Kennedy, who they called Jack, because we've done an episode on him already. But suffice it to say that he had a lot of challenges. He wasn't the ideal candidate in some ways. And although he was the second child, he was also a very tragic figure in some respects. I mean, he certainly had a great childhood and a great life. Most of the Kennedys grew up in this idyllic kind of Hyannisport summers and Palm Beach and off the coast of Martha's Vineyard and you know, in boats and traveling to interesting places, mm. going to these Ivy League colleges. So it wasn't as if they had a horrible life. But I think Jack's challenge was that ultimately his presidency would be eclipsed by his assassination. And he had many women during his time, which is something he had in common with his father. His father used yeah. to be like the biggest Lothario in Hollywood. Yeah, just, his dad wrote the book. He, he would invite Hollywood starlets to their house and in front of Rose hit on them. You know, that poor woman. But an interesting story. We talk about <laughs> Notorious um, at Ultra. But so Gloria Swanson was the star in silent movies. Yeah. And he hooked up with her. And she loved clothes and she loved living this high life. And Joseph Kennedy by then was rich, dabbling in the Hollywood studios, as you mentioned earlier. And he said to them, look, we want to launch this great movie. And so they started a company together, a partners. He lavished gifts on her, which she loved fur coats and a car for a director but then she's noticed near the end of the relationship they were sitting around dinner and she said to him i noticed that the car that you bought for this director came off my expense account in my company <laughs> so he didn't say a word he took his handkerchief he had those ass ass scary eyes mm. he dabbed his lips he got up, he walked out, and then she went to see where he was in his hotel. The next day he was gone. He went back to the East Coast, never spoke to her again. And she ended up with a ton of tax problems. She tried to contact him to help him out of the tax issues that she had. She ended up being broke. Wow. Because she asked a question. You know, he was such a dichotomy, in fact, because although he was the strong father who imbued his kids with huge ambition and gave them all the privilege and advantage that he could – he was also as hard as you've just described. And the best example of how hard he was is his daughter, Rosemary, the eldest daughter, yes. who was born, they used to say, mildly retarded in those days. And for much of her childhood, they had realized that she was actually a little bit deficient. I mean, part of the reason for that was because during the time of her birth, the Spanish influenza had broken out. There weren't any doctors on call, and they had to wait for a doctor. And the nurse told Rose to just close her legs, mm. which kept the child in the birth canal. And as a result, she was deprived of oxygen. So she came out a little bit slow. She had apparently a very low IQ. And instead of, you know, kind of just medicating or waiting or taking trouble with her she became an embarrassment to joe and he decided to have her lobotomized at the age of 23 now lobotomy in those days was a horrible operation because what they'd do is they'd open up your skull and they'd take something that looked like a butter knife and they would keep you awake and they asked her to sing god bless america and recite the lord's prayer over and over again and they knew they'd gone too far when she stopped so you imagine they're cutting the mm. brain, and in order for them to know that they've gone far enough or too far, she just stopped reciting the Lord's Prayer. And then from there on, she was like a two-year-old. Yeah, that was, she was a terrible story. incontinent. She couldn't speak properly. She was put into an institution in Wisconsin for the rest of her life. And she only died in like 2005 yeah. or something. It was just horrible. The only real 
sad part of that for the rest of the siblings is they didn't even know mm. because Joe, until he died, didn't mention Rosemary yeah. again. He never went to visit her once. When they found out that she was in this institution, it was 1968 or something. And then Eunice and I think one of the other sisters, probably Jean, it felt really, so bad yeah. that, that part of the reason that Eunice eventually founded the Special Olympics mm. was because of what had happened to Rosemary. Correct. And Eunice became like the caretaker of the family and ended up looking after all the different kids and grandkids who were addled with drugs and had alcoholic mm. problems. And and Rosemary, I mean, she lived a long time. She you did. Know? 86 or something she lived yeah. to. So now we're only on to kid number three, and it's tragedy, tragedy, tragedy. Yes. Now, kid number four, Kick, Kathleen, yes. was set to marry the Duke of Devonshire's eldest son, the Marquis of Hartington. This was a perfect story. This is so Kennedy, you know. Mm. Uh, she would have married into the English aristocracy. This is a wealthy nobleman. They own Chatsworth in Derbyshire. It's just the most magnificent family to marry into. And they were all thrilled. And, and Kathleen was this beautiful, effervescent creature. She had freckles. She was just lovely. And she and the Marquis of Hartington got in a plane, and they had a plane accident over the Swiss Alps. Mm. So she was gone at a very young age. Yeah. So if you're Rose and Joe, you've already lost two kids to death by this stage. One is in an institution lobotomized. Another is going to be president, which should bring you some joy, but later will be assassinated in the most famous assassination mm. in history. And we're only on to kid number four. I know. I mean, it just looks like the bad luck, but they created their own bad luck because they were Catholic. He was Protestant. So the duke. Oh, so, right. so the mother said you will not marry him And oh. she refused to speak to Kick Can you imagine Joe intervening <laughs> So so he I mean how can you, where are you going to get compassion from him <laughs> So he said he'll meet her in Paris So that fateful flight Was to meet the dad Because hmm. she was trying to reconnect with the family Rose was, a, was an old battle axe actually Yeah, She was she a was. very pious woman Hugely into her Roman Catholicism I think Pope Pius the Twelfth eventually made her a papal countess. Correct, that's right. She's one of only six American women to mm. have achieved that title. It's sort of a religious. And and Jackie Kennedy said, "I don't think Jack's mother is too bright, <laughs> and she would rather say a rosary than read a book." Well, she's a scary woman in historical terms, and obviously she went through huge tragedies. Yeah. So you know, the old joke is, "Does Rose Kennedy have a black dress?" Sure. Because she went to so many funerals. Jeez, but it's sad, yeah. She had like this very strong jaw. Her jaw mm. kind of jutted out quite a lot. And I watched an interview of her on YouTube the other day. She had this funny little voice as well. <laughs> so she was a strange woman. And she was riddled with witchy. drugs. Yeah, but riddled with prescription drugs. Oh, really? Yeah, so she had <laughs> taken everything. Because she had to deal with Joe. Oh, my God. I mean, I mean he was no. operating all over the place. And her children were dying around her. Luckily, the fifth child, Eunice, lived to old age. Yeah. She died quite recently, actually. She's the mother of Maria Shriver and the rest of the Shriver family, who are terrific by and all the most normal of the Kennedys, if you could say that. Yeah, however much that applies. Yeah. But she also married this terrific guy called Sergeant. It was actually his name, not mm. his, his rank in the military. Sergeant Shriver, who was a very, very smart intellectual guy. They used to host parties with all the great writers of the time, you know, Gore Vidal. These were their friends. They knew everybody who was anybody in the 1960s in America. And the Shrivers really were 
American royalty, for want of a better word. They Mm. had the association with the Kennedys, but they weren't in the direct line of fire Mm. like the men in the Kennedy family were. The daughter married Arnold. That's right, Maria. And and ironically, Arnold developed heart conditions after marrying into the Kennedy (laughs) family. For all intents and purposes, Arnold and Maria's marriage was mostly happy until he started uh, Mm. having sex with the maid. Mm. But they had lovely children, and Patrick is now an actor. You know, he's a good-looking blonde mm. kid, and it, the daughter is Catherine Schwarzenegger. Okay. She married Chris Pratt, and she's, by all accounts, you know, everything that the Kennedy women's best strengths were, and none of the uh, none of the bad ones. But yeah. who knows? They've yeah, only who just knows begun. what'll come out? So after Eunice, there's Patricia, who's Pat. She married Lawford, and then we come to Bobby. Bobby really had a chance of becoming president. Mm. He was president-elect. Yeah, and by all accounts, everybody said he was a real impressive, Mm. smart, strategic, and really warm human being. Everybody loved Bobby. Mm. Jackie, in all of her memoirs, wrote what a support he was after Jack was assassinated. And Bobby had none of the burning desire that the other brothers had in some ways. He was a lot more calm and he was happy to be the attorney general for a while. Correct. You know, they used to talk while he was attorney general about little brothers watching you because obviously his elder brother was the president. Mm. But I, I, I don't know whether anybody really knows the story of his death in this podcast, but he was also assassinated and he was shot while leaving a political rally. Mm-hmm. You know, famously, the actual moment of his death is like his brother's captured on camera. And Saran Saran is the guy who did it, right? Yeah, it's very much mob-related, more yeah. than likely. Well, because he he went after the mob during his time as attorney general. But just to encapsulate what Joe stood for in this family, up until Jack, it was Joe. Joe did everything. Through Bobby, he was the campaign manager for president. He paid for Jack to get into the White House. Yeah. And, and bribed and whoever he had to. Everybody. And he actually famously said, you know, I'm going to pay for you to get into the White House, but I'm not paying for a landslide. <laughs> so, so he said, you know... <laughs> but why I would go back to Joe Actually he wanted power mm. And he knew money could get him to power He was anti-Semitic But he was operating with May Lensky Who was Jewish. one of the famous mobsters in New York Lucky Luciano the Italian He operated with all of them And he kept that link The Chicago mob Secured that constituency for Jack Joe had a stroke in 61 And Jack was dead and Bobby, although, I mean, traumatized, but he had a chance. Mm. He had to be his own man. He was a president-elect. So, in other words, all he had to do was go get sworn in. Let's just spend a minute on Bobby because he's really interesting. He was well-known for advocating the civil rights movement, for the civil rights movement, his fight against organized crime, which we've referred to already. He was in office during the Johnson administration for a few months. And then he was ready to beat Kenneth Keating. In the Senate's race in New York, which he won. And then he opposed all kinds of racial discrimination, Vietnam War. He was on the right side of all of these things. He was friends with Martin Luther King. The guy had voters of all ages, but mostly young voters, lots of African-American voters, Hispanic voters, Catholic voters. The kind of constituency that the modern Democratic Party relies on so heavily. And um, he was mortally wounded then when he was shot by the Saran mm. Saran, who was 24 and a Palestinian. Allegedly, it was in retaliation for his support of Israel. But 
a lot of people are saying there were mob links as well. And it's just the most incredible sad story because now we're on to, you know, five kids who are dead. Jean was the next one. She was the eighth kid. She married a Smith. And then the final one was Ted, Edward Kennedy. He lived the longest of the brothers, but also had this really tragic life in some ways because he was uh, on his way to the White House too. And then he had this incident with Mary Jo Kopetny, mm. who died in that car accident in Chappaquiddick, where he he really didn't do himself any favors. because no, he, he was drunk. They were driving too fast. He drove off the bridge. She drowned. And he only reported it, like, the next afternoon. He went to sleep. He woke up the next day. He was panicking. It ruined his chances of being president, mm. without a doubt. But he, he was a good senator. He ended up being a terrific senator. He he created and, and promulgated a whole lot of very powerful legislation, which remains in force in America today. He was, for a long time, the Democrat leader in the Senate. Mm. And whether it was a majority or minority, he was the guy. And was really America's conscience in some ways for a long time. And even Republicans have to begrudgingly give him respect. Mm. I don't know a lot about Ted. I just know he had a lot of run-ins. He had, he had his own demons, <laughs> definitely. And between those three, Ted, Bobby, and Jack, they also just had sex with every yeah. woman in Hollywood. Yeah. Remarkable. Just the, the Kennedys were just constantly horny. Marilyn Monroe, another famous one, Marlene Dietrich. And Joe was 60 with a 24-year-old. <laughs> For nine years he was with her. Oh my God. And when she wanted to go on a date, he had a fit. So it's just incredible, these these Kennedys. I mean, we, we've just scratched the surface. Yeah. But ultimately, beyond that, there was the next generation, which also went through tragedy. And we can just touch on those. Jack's children, John John, who was actually uh, John Kennedy Jr., he was killed in a, in a plane accident. He was piloting a plane with his girlfriend, Carolyn sister, yeah. You know, he dated Daryl Hannah and a whole lot of other beautiful girls. He had George Magazine, which he launched. And then he died in this tragic plane. And he was on the way to the White House, so to speak. Absolutely. He was the darling of the East Coast media. Mm. And uh, his sister Caroline is really the only survivor with that lion in her blood. And she's got three kids who seem, they actually look quite a lot like. The girls certainly look like Jackie. Mm. And uh, the son looks just like her brother. That's true. Mm. That's exactly right. Unbelievable. But some of the others, I mean, one of them skied into a tree and died. A number of them had drug problems, yeah. alcoholism. It's just a it's a disaster, and they call it the Kennedy curse. Mm. You know that this family true. had they all do. the advantages and worked so hard in so many ways, just couldn't get past this. And it's all about Joe. You know, if you read Joe's story, I mean, that's one of the most incredible stories I've read. Well, there we go. That's the Kennedys. I mean, we're leaving a lot of homework for you on this one because you can't fit it all into one episode. But what a family! Blind History is brought to you by Taylor Blinds and Shutters. The full series is available on cliffcentral.com, our website and app, as well as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up next in Blind History, Catherine the Great. I looked into this lobotomy and what they were doing, and I think it was between the 40s and 50s, it was the thing to try and improve difficult behaviors. This particular doctor should look into him, James Watts. When he did these lobotomies, he didn't even have surgical kit on, 
and he allowed people to take photographs and he developed this tool so he didn't have to get what you were talking about earlier. He developed this tool, looked like an ice pick. I think it's never really been proven that it can help anybody. I agree 100% that that was a very sad story.